1: so happy to be with you. Oh, what a blessing and I am raring to go. So (laughs) uh, let's place our hand on our heart and let's uh, get this party started. Yeah. So we take a breath, love and gratitude and we place our hand on our heart in order to remind ourselves that we're wholehearted. We're not paying lip service to a spiritual teaching or a spiritual practice. We're not paying lip service to the truth. We're wholeheartedly grateful and thankful to live a life of love and to surrender all attachments, all cravings, all aversions, everything that no longer serves our pathway of love. We are declaring ourselves available For divine insight, clarity, wisdom, an experience of freedom that is unprecedented, we're opening ourselves to making our life easier. In grace and gratitude, we share the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. So I'm going to tell you a little secret, which is the last few weeks, all the shows, I pre-recorded them before Christmas. Ha ha, fooled you. And uh, (laughs) most people listen to the show on download anyway. But um, it was a good thing I did because you can still hear I've got a little something in my throat and I'm still clearing out. Uh, As a gift from uh, the heating system in the house I was staying in on the East Coast, just dried out my sinuses. And um, it it was a little journey with the sinuses. And uh, what I can also tell you is, so here we are. Uh, technically in this moment, it is January 14th, which is, uh, my best friend, Karen Russo's birthday. Happy birthday, Karen. She's the author of the money keys and she's been a guest on this show. She's uh, one of my ministerial pals from ministerial school back in the day and practitioner training back in the day at Agape. And, um, so, uh, the, the topic of the show, and by the way, my name is Jennifer Hadley, in case you didn't already know that. Uh, the topic of the show today is how to make life easier. That sounds good, doesn't it? Because I've been thinking about this topic quite a bit over the last few weeks. And in part, I've been thinking about it because at the end of the year, the beginning of this year, I have uh, been doing something that's just been an absolute joy, a pleasure, and a treasure. And that is I've been uh, interviewing uh, the folks who've been in my year-long Masterful Living class, year one, two, three, and uh, finding out in detail about their experience and how they've changed their life and how they worked the teachings and tools and practices that I gave them last year. So in case you don't know, I offer a year-long class called Masterful Living where we learn to really apply these teachings of A Course in Miracles. We don't so much study A Course in Miracles, we apply it. Because I've met so many people over the years who study it without applying it. And then they feel like there's something wrong with them. They feel hopeless. So what that's what we focus on in Masterful Living is really applying it and being mighty companions to each other. And so in interviewing all of those people, I've learned so much about how effective we can be in making our life easier. And so I have even more clarity. I also just last weekend, I did a free class called on trust and faith. How to develop a a trust and faith, a practical application. You've studied it, now live it. That's always my message. How do we take it from our intellect and into our heart? Because, as you probably well know, if you're not living it in your heart, and it's just in your intellect, your intellect is really driven by the ego. So, why let the ego drive your spiritual practice of A Course of Miracles? And yet, For myself, that's exactly what I did for many years. The ego was driving my spiritual practice, but no more. (laughs) Liberating myself from the clutches of the ego is such a joy. So, one of the things that became crystal clear in interviewing all these people who had taken my year-long Masterful Living class last year was the ones that did the work profoundly changed their life. And that's what I find every year. The ones who do the work, they profoundly changed their life. And in doing so, they realize, oh, okay, it's like being Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz at the end of the story. She realizes she had the power all along. And, uh, I was thinking about this a lot because Glinda the Good Witch, I recently watched Wizard of Oz with my family over Christmas time, which was a joy. I hadn't seen it in, uh, the whole thing in its entirety from start to finish uh, in some time so that was a real fun thing to do and it's it's such a great story a metaphor for our life of how to make things easier it really is and and you can really see the teachings of the holy spirit you can see the teachings of a course of miracles embedded right there in that story it's a very mystical uh series of novels uh, by Frank Baum. And, uh, that, that Wizard of Oz one has so many, uh, examples for us of our experience in the human realm. Right? So, Dorothy, she is, uh, disgruntled. She doesn't feel anybody's listening to her, paying attention to her, right? Her specialness is challenged. And so she gets upset and she runs away and then she goes on a journey kind of like the prodigal son in a certain way and comes back home to realize, ah, love, loved ones, that's the real treasure and that she had the power all along and Glinda the Good Witch It's kind of like the Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit speaks to us calmly, gently, clearly, does not play any games at all. And that's every time Glinda shows up, she's very clear. And she's never grabbing Dorothy and shaking her and saying, look, you silly little monkey. Why don't you realize you have the power all along? No, she's just like the Holy Spirit telling the truth simply kindly and that that's how you recognize that inner voice of the Holy Spirit and I say voice but for me uh, a lot of the times it's not a voice it's not a thing that's auditory at all it's a feeling so we say the voice but it may be a thought we say the voice but it may be an image that you see in your mind we say, The voice of the Holy Spirit, but it may be a feeling that you get. And so that can be confusing, and I like to talk about that, because many times people will discount that voice of the Holy Spirit, that connection with the higher Holy Spirit self, because it doesn't come in the way they are thinking it should come. So... What many people learn in my year-long class, which the same thing people can learn through studying A Course in Miracles, is that we had the power all along. And what I love that A Course in Miracles says is we're already as holy as holy can be. Already there. Let us not think for one second that we can increase our holiness or that we need to in order to have an awakening. Absolutely not necessary at all. And what I love too is that A Course of Miracles tells us about having consistency of means and ends. So if you it's that whole thing, it's one of the most beautiful teachings. You know, this is one of the teachings of Jesus. Gandhi, Martin Luther King Jr., we just had uh, Martin MLK Day here in the United States. Consistency of means and ends. If at the end of this year, you would like to experience more peace, more joy, more love, more prosperity, more wholeness, more freedom, more wisdom, more creativity, more clarity, more joy. The means, the ends is in the means. So how you get there is everything. And in our human experience, many times people are trying to get somewhere to some goal in the world Like an experience of wealth, or an experience of health, or an experience of relationship. Now, notice I'm not using the words abundance, wholeness, or love. Because a lot of times, that's not what people are interested in. They're interested in wealth, and health, and relationship. And so, we can work in the world to achieve those goals of wealth and health and relationship and never experience abundance, prosperity, wholeness, freedom, love, joy. So the ends is in the means. So this is why what I teach in all my classes is a living spiritual practice of Love. And what I notice is going on right now at this moment in time and space is that everybody is feeling kind of squeezed. And so there are moments in our lives, uh, individually and collectively where we're birthing ourselves into a new experience, into a new, I, understanding of our true spiritual identity. And so when we're birthing that, it's oftentimes feels messy. Painful, frightening, challenging, disorienting, disgusting, all these things, right? Just like it can be during the birthing process. Now, I've never had, I've never given birth to a child, but I've seen a child being born. I saw my goddaughter being born and being up close and personal to watching someone come in through that birth canal and being born in a certain way it's really it's really challenging messy it's not pretty and um it's it's beautiful in its way of course uh, someone coming into this world a precious human life and and being born into a family that is welcoming and loving that's an amazing experience to be a part of but it is also very challenging very difficult it can be very arduous i think my mom labored uh to give birth to me for like 36 hours you know <laughs> i know sometimes <clears throat> in the birthing process uh that some of the women say when the doctor says come on just push a little more they're like no i'm not doing it i'm not i'm not pushing anymore i'm tired of pushing No, you're going to have to figure something else out. And the baby's in the middle of the birth canal, you know. And so it can feel like that sometimes. So I'm saying this that right now what I see is that... Okay, for myself, I don't feel particularly challenged anymore. My life is pretty peaceful, pretty harmonious. I definitely have a very full and busy schedule, and I really, um, am working on a lot of projects. And I'm very grateful. I, I really enjoy being a minister and teaching the classes, doing the radio show and all the things that I do, writing my daily spiritual espresso. At the same time, what I notice for myself energetically is it does feel like there is a major energetic shift going on. And physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, I can feel that there's kind of a haze. It feels tight and uh, difficult's not the word, but it just feels, I guess, challenging, confrontive. And I'm, I'm not so much feeling that in my own personal experience of it, but boy, oh boy, oh boy, I sure do see it in many of the people around me. So one of the things that I've talked a lot about over recent years is that if you've been living in the semi-darkness, like if you can imagine living in a semi-dark room where you've not been Cleaning up your act—you you haven't been uh, cultivating a pristine awareness, a pure life, and you've been kind of haphazard—a little of this, a little of that—and s- stuffing a lot of uh, hurt and resentment and anger, self-medication uh, into the closets and the drawers and under the bed, and and maybe you've got some habits around. Uh, you you really like to self medicate as a way of escaping how you feel, and you know that's a journey for almost everyone. <clears throat> so don't judge yourself for that. It's just one of the things that we grow through. And uh, so maybe you like to isolate a lot because that that you can self medicate in private and nobody knows. A lot of spiritual students do that. A lot of spiritual students self medicate. In, in private, at home, in quiet, because they don't want anyone to know. I used to do that. I totally understand that. Please don't judge yourself for that. Judging yourself does not make it better. So if you're feeling this difficulty, this challenge, this um, uncom- discomfort that many, many people are feeling right now, this is actually our... our spirit self assisting us by making it uncomfortable for us to rest in that same place of suffering, ignorance, darkness so what's happening literally is more and more light is dawning in our awareness more and more people are having a deeper spiritual practice uh global peace is a conversation that's happening everywhere uh the global awareness is rising which is bringing more light into our lives and the, the appearance, the, the sense is that there really is a lot more light pouring into this third dimensional experience that we're having. And so what does that light do? It reveals our stuff. It shows us everything that we have been hiding, shoving under the bed, in the closet, in the drawers. That light comes in and it shows us what we've been up to. Now we can see it, it's not hidden anymore. So now is this glorious opportunity, which is not always fun, to shift how we've been doing things because we're being confronted with it. We have, it's time for us to look at it. So we're going through that birth canal, which is dark and messy and scary, and not easy, it's, it's, it's uh, very uncomfortable, and we're coming out into the light. And and in a sense, we're definitely being birthed into this new, you know, human 2.0, whatever you would like to call it. So I'm inviting you to look at where that's happening in your life. And what we're going to talk about when I come back from the break is how to make it a whole lot easier. I'd also like you to invite you to go and get that Trust and Faith class that I did uh, just the other day. It's on the JenniferHadley.com. Look for the Masterful Living logo. Click through there, and uh, you can sign up for the free download of that class. And I'll be right back. I'm Jennifer Hadley. I'm, you're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio.
0: Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk.
1: We're back. I'm Jennifer Hadley. Thanks for hanging with me. And Uh, I'm going to mention a few things because I I forget to do it and so I have to remind myself and usually the best time is when we come back from the break. i got so much going on right now. So if you're interested, please check out JenniferHadley.com and if you go to the events page, you'll see a lot of the things that I'm working on. So we're enrolling people in my year-long Masterful Living course. So if you'd like to have me hold your hand and walk you through my year-long class this year, you can read all about it at JenniferHadley.com. We have people from all over the world. We've got people in <clears throat> all across Europe, the Far East. We've got people in Japan and Hong Kong and Australia, Down Under, and all across the United States, Canada, South America, truly South Africa. Uh, we've got people Everywhere, who are doing this class? People who, I, I have to say, I admire them so much because I and, and I, I I pray for them because people who don't speak English—it's not their first language—they're they're doing their best with it. They're using those transcripts and the audios and the videos and our chat group. And working it, working it, working it, it's such a beautiful spiritual community. So I know we've got a lot of masterful living people listening right now. <makes noise> hats off to you. And I'm doing a, a masterful living retreat. So if anybody would like to come and get a taste of masterful living and join with some of those folks from all over the world, I'm doing a four day retreat. End of February, beginning of March, starts February 27th, and that's in Northern California at the Ananda Center, uh, n- not too far from Sacramento. And, uh, it's a, just an absolutely gorgeous retreat center there. And, uh, Ananda Center, of course, Yoga, Yogananda's students there, and which I count myself as one, love Yogananda. And uh, so I'm very excited to be there on retreat with the Masterful Living peeps. And everyone is welcome. Anyone is welcome. So you don't have to be enrolled in Masterful Living to come to the Masterful Living retreat and do some deep work with us. And, oh, we like to have fun, so we're going to have fun. And uh, also, uh, prior to that Masterful Living retreat, I am announcing a new program. And so, uh, a, I just sent out an email about it today. People have been asking me for a few years, would I train people to be ministers and spiritual counselors? Well, I don't feel called to train ministers right now because I really feel like the greatest benefit is to become a fabulous spiritual counselor. And to be able to do that deep one-on-one teaching and to lead small groups, I feel like that is a fantastic profession. And it, it's been my profession uh, since the year 2000 when I graduated from practitioner training from Agape. I did go on to be a Minister, so who knows I might create a ministerial training but to me the the first step really in deepening is to be able to be a very masterful spiritual counselor so I'm starting a spiritual counseling training program and we're going to do an intensive retreat uh, in uh, starting march uh, sorry february twenty second those details are on the events page at JenniferHadley.com and yep, those three things, Masterful Living, the Retreat and the Spiritual Counseling Program and there's so much more free stuff for you at JenniferHadley.com and if you like this radio show I'm just going to mention it, the more people that write reviews, the more uh iTunes and those uh, networks share the radio show and let people know about it. So if you value this radio show, won't you please take two or three minutes and just write a review. It will help other people find it. And since it's all free, I appreciate it. <sighs> so back to how to make life more easier more easier (laughs) oh boy how to make life easier more often (laughs) so it's challenging to get this oh it was so challenging for me to get this but but here it is in a nutshell I'm just going to give it to you in a nutshell to start off with the more loving you are the more ease and grace you will experience. Because the more loving you are, the more you are being your true self. Teach only love, for that is what you are. The more loving you are, the more you're placing your trust and your faith in love. The more loving you are, the more trust and faith you're placing in the Holy Spirit. So the ego... We'll only choose to be loving as a way to get something. Yep. So that's why there's that big difference between the special relationship, the ego-based relationship, and the holy relationship. If you're having uh, some relationship challenges, by the way, which a lot of people are, uh, it's like they made it through Christmas barely by the skin of their teeth, and now, okay, now what? So, and many people also over the holidays go through some really difficult times and they make decisions not to talk to people anymore, to end relationships and uh, to move, to split up, all kinds of things like that can go on. And it's a very often rocky time for people in relationship. So, um, I did do a free class on relationship harmony and you can still get it at Facebook on my Spiritual Espresso page. So if you're on Facebook, go to Spiritual Espresso by Jennifer Hadley. You can get my free class there on relationship harmony, on prosperity, and how to stop the suffering. Three free classes all there for you on the Spiritual Espresso page uh, at Facebook. So many people are... Uh, kind of recovering from difficult experiences over the holidays. And even if it's relationship, even if it's finances, being able to choose love consistently is going to make your life a whole lot easier. And this is very challenging to understand. But think of it this way, okay? The teaching of A Course in Miracles, Unity teachings, New Thought teachings, Science of Mind teachings, uh, Buddhist teachings, uh, all the major religious teachings, uh, except for, well, Christianity and, um, uh, well, anyway, uh, a lot of the major spiritual teachings are all as one, that we're united We're not separate and that the only problem that we think we have is we believe in separation and therefore we experience separation and when we believe in separation, we are going to suffer and so the healing of that belief in separation is to choose love. Love unites us. Teach only love, for that is what you are. So the more that you practice being love, the more you will remember your true identity, just like Dorothy realizes that she had the power to go home all along. This is what we have. We have the power to go home. We have had it all along. But instead, we have chosen to be unloving to value thoughts of separation. So many people, when we turn that page on the calendar of a new year, people start to make New Year's resolutions, right? So that's the ego's way of saying, I'm going to change my life and I resolve to do it now in this way. And in the ego's thinking, a lot of times with making a resolution, there's that sense of by making the resolution, it's magically going to happen. Right, I went to a New Year's Day party, a vision board party, uh, some kind of thing, and I made a resolution, and now that's going to somehow change my life. Well, I don't know about you, but that always just made things more difficult for me, trying to resolve to do it differently when I did not have the skill sets to allow miraculous healing into my life. So that's what I've learned is that instead of trying to make things happen, I allow them to happen by holding the aspiration in my mind, the intention. So this is one of the most wonderful things about being the leader of my Masterful Living classes is that At the beginning of every year, I invite everyone to set an aspiration of how they would like to feel and be. How would you like to be living your life? How would you like to be feeling about yourself and your life at the end of the year? And to set aspiration and intention and goals around that. So I encourage people to set aspirations like, My aspiration is to be wholly loving, kind, and respectful to myself and others. Uh, aspirations like, My aspiration is to feel at peace and in the flow of love and prosperity. My aspiration is. To awaken to my true identity and to see and know myself as God. That's an aspiration. That's my aspiration. And so, by holding that aspiration in front of us all year, in the beginning, we might think, if we're identified with the ego, we might think, How's that ever going to happen? How's that going to happen? But if we're more identified with the spirit, we might think, hmm, I'm really interested to see how this will unfold. I'm very interested in experiencing this year's aspiration become made manifest in my awareness and then translate into the circumstances of my life. Because remember, all thought produces form at some level. So this is the journey that we can be on to make our life so much easier. Set that aspiration and hold it in front of you all year long and remind yourself. And then look for the make a plan each day. Set the intention each day before you even get out of bed. My intention today is to be more loving today. Than I was yesterday, and just if you simply make one more loving choice than you made yesterday, by the end of the year, your life will be completely transformed. So when you are feeling irritated because things are not as you would have them be, recognize you can't be irritated unless you're identified with the ego. So it's not even you who wants things to be a particular way. It's the ego. Because the spirit knows everything is in perfect divine order. Spirit doesn't judge how things are and then get irritated and frustrated. Only the ego can do that. But you see, I have been in so many circumstances where... Long time, A Course in Miracles students are getting irritated and frustrated with how things are. Not even recognizing that they're identified with the ego in that moment. You know, over the holidays, uh, Ken Wapnick, who is such a wonderful student and teacher of A Course in Miracles, Uh, made his transition and he was the second guest that I ever had on this radio show you can go back and listen to our conversation we had some technical difficulties but it was still a great conversation and I really appreciate Ken I'm thinking of him now because he talked about how about irritation and frustration and I asked him I said, Ken, if you, if you feel that come up, what is the technique that you use? Because I I shared, I think I shared with him, I haven't listened to it since uh, we recorded it, well over t- about two and a half years ago. Gary Renard was my first guest and Ken was my second, I think, and um it's in the archive. You can go and get, get the uh the whole archive. So many great shows, uh with David Hoffmeister, Regina Donakers, and uh Dove Fishman and uh Rhonda Britton and Tim McKeeves and Earl Purdy and Nick Davis and uh just so m- Ian Patrick, so many great Nook Sanchez uh Course in Miracles teachers. And uh, my what what I asked Ken was so if you feel that ego coming up, that irritation, that frustration, what do you do? what's what's the technique? You know, how do you talk yourself down from that? And he said that he quotes Shakespeare and the line from uh, I think it's King Lear, where uh, the line is, That way, madness lies. That way, madness lies. So as a daily habit, start to look for the moments when you feel irritation, frustration, fear, worry, doubt, guilt, blame, shame, regret, resentment, thoughts of revenge, jealousy. Start to rise up. And you just start to feel the hint of the emotion the upset remember i'm never upset for the reason i think remember that i don't know what anything is for but i'd like to and maybe use that expression from ken wapnick and say oh i've been down that road i'm not going down that road anymore that way madness lies For me the expression that I have found most useful is to say to myself and remind myself I'm not interested in that anymore. I'm just not interested in suffering anymore. Now I'm interested in love. And love is a path of ease and grace. And so many people all over the world have told me that By using these simple techniques, that way madness flies, I'm not interested in that anymore. They have been able to change their mind. They've been able to say to themselves, I'm never upset for the reason I think. I'm always upset when I choose to judge, to complain, to have an opinion. I'm not interested in creating suffering for myself anymore. I don't know what anything is for, but I'd like to. These are the tools that cost you nothing that you can apply all day long on a regular basis. Hold that aspiration in your heart and change the entire trajectory of your year. I've got more for you on this topic of how to make life easier. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and I'm inviting you on the break to go to jenniferhadley.com, go to the events page, see what's coming up there, and see if coming on the retreat, learning spiritual counseling, Or my year-long Masterful Living Course is for you. We're just getting started this year. Best year of our lives. Here it comes.
0: You've been listening to A Course in Miracles. Living the love, walking the talk. With Rev. Jennifer Hadley.
1: And we're back. I'm Jennifer Hadley. How to make life easier for yourself this year. So, continuing on with this. Here's why choosing to be loving makes life easier. I want to go a little deeper with this because I didn't get this for the longest time. And I really didn't hear anybody explaining it to me in a way that made sense to me. So... In the unity of all life, in the oneness of all life, that one mind, it really is like this. Because we're all joined together at the level of the mind, you can't have any private thoughts. It's just not even possible. So we can all delude ourselves and that we have done To think that, oh, we have private thoughts. Nobody really knows what I'm thinking. Therefore, I can isolate and self-medicate and judge myself and others. I can keep hidden from the world. And this is what I used to think. I can project a confident person who's really caring while inside I'm not confident, I'm fearful, I'm ashamed, I feel guilty because my thoughts are so unloving, so attacking, and I cannot seem to stop attack thoughts from running my inner dialogue. Like I feel helpless to stop the constant stream of attack thoughts against myself and others. And mostly, I I focused my attack thoughts mostly on others, just projected them out. But all forgiveness is self-forgiveness. All judgment is self-judgment. All attack is self-attack. That's why the attacker always feels attacked, the judger always feels judged, and the lover always feels beloved. So for me... I had no clue that even though I was projecting out into the world a loving, compassionate person while I was judging myself so intensely, I didn't realize that I was taking myself out of the flow of love, out of the flow of ease and grace. I thought I can project a loving confident person, people will think that's who I am and then they'll treat me according to what I'm projecting into the world. But it just doesn't work that way because all minds are joined. We can't hide, you know, there's nowhere to run, there's nowhere to hide. It's just not possible. But we can delude ourselves into pretending that we don't see what we do see or that we don't feel what we do feel but we can't hide everything is known in the one mind and anyone can tap in and we're all tapping in because we're all moving together we're all joined so what we do in our day that makes life so much harder is we keep that illusion of separation going, thinking that we uh, can actually have private thoughts. But there are no private thoughts. It's not possible. In the one mind, in the united mind of God, you, you can only have a delusion of Privacy. So for me, I started to operate as though everyone could hear everything because they can. On some level, everyone knows everything. So I started to operate that way. And I started to correct myself at the level of the mind. All healing is at the level of the mind. So I began to correct myself at the level of the mind. And the phrase that I used as I shared before the break was, I'm not interested in that thought anymore. I'm just not interested in thinking that thought anymore. I'm not invested in that thought anymore, that belief anymore. I choose love and love has already chosen me. I choose love and love chooses me. So, love makes everything go easier. So, this is the thing that I have noticed in my life that um, I see that people who are not listening, who are continuing to cherish their judgments, people who are not listening and continuing to try, try to work their will in this world rather than align with divine will, which Course of Miracles tells us there's only the will of God, which is your will because you are of God, you are God. I see people who are trying to work their will in the world and they are creating so much suffering for themselves. People who are trying to manage and control their relationships. People who are managing and coping with the circumstances of their life instead of working on the spiritual level, the invisible level, and transcending and transmuting the challenges. Now, you might think, I don't know how to transcend and transmute my challenges. I only know how to struggle, manage, cope, and settle. If that's where you are, love is what you really are, and love knows the way. When you choose love more and more and more each day, love will show you the way. So you might not know the how of it now but it will be revealed to you. So in the Trust and Faith class, the free class that I was telling you about, that's totally free for you at JenniferHadley.com. If you go to the Masterful Living page, you can sign up and get the download there. In that class last Saturday, one of the points that I was making was that... I didn't know how to create a successful ministry, but I really, really desired to. And by successful, I mean one that's truly helpful that also supports me financially so that I can choose to do what I love. But you see, as long as I was still entertaining all those judgments and attack thoughts, I did not feel worthy of being supported by love. And so I wouldn't allow myself to receive the support of the universe. So remember, all minds are joined. So if you're broadcasting a belief that you're not worthy of support, everyone's going to tune into that broadcast when they tune into you. And they will not support you because you don't feel worthy of it. You won't allow it. So one of the things that I teach in Masterful Living in my year-long class is learning how to allow yourself to be in the flow of love to receive love to receive divine support to receive the support of others that's one of the most miraculous healings that happens for many people in masterful living the ones who really do the work is they start to allow themselves to be healed to be made whole Wilt thou be made whole People say yes, but then they don't allow it because they don't feel worthy. Why don't they feel worthy? Because they don't have a consistent spiritual practice and they don't consistently choose love. Who's in charge of your spiritual practice? You are. Who's in charge of your ability to choose love? You are. In the Development of Trust section in the Manual for Teachers, it says that we have to go through a period of undoing. This need not be painful, but it usually is so experienced. It seems as if things are being taken away, and it is rarely understood initially that their lack of value is merely being recognized. If you feel like you're going through a period of undoing, a period uh, where things are being taken from you, where you're being pushed, start to choose love. Get in the flow of love. Because that feeling of things being taken away from you is merely the evidence that you are trying to control your life rather than allowing love to be revealed through your life. Get into a holy relationship with yourself. Start loving yourself one choice at a time. Is it challenging? Yep, it is. And it's so worth it. Start being more grateful. Let's place our hand on our heart and take this breath of love and gratitude and let us recognize that right where we are, everything is pre-installed and everything is for us. The one mind is for us. So all of our challenges are our answered prayer to wake up. And choose love. In grace and gratitude. We decide that love is what we are interested in. Love is what we are. And we're becoming congruent with love. Starting now. In grace and gratitude. We joyfully allow it to be. We share the benefits with all. And so it is. Amen. 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 I love you. I thank God for you. You have a beautiful and blessed week. And I'll be with you next week.
0: Thank you for tuning in to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. Join us every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Central for more tools and insights into how to express your beliefs from moment to moment, every day, in every way. A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by JenniferHadley.com, a global resource providing tools, insight, and support for those seeking to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Online at www.JenniferHadley.com.